Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Uh, Before we get into everything, just a quick reminder that the DIY Shred closes for enrollment. So this will come out on Friday. It actually closes enrollment this evening. So if you have not joined us, please do so. I would love to have you. Um, It's a hundred bucks, custom macros. You get the workout program inside my app where you can track everything, tons of my recipes, sample meal plans, all of the things. So um, I will link all the details in the description for you. But again, that closes this evening. Um, But today we are going to talk about, I don't even really know like what word I'm going to use to define this, but it's essentially um, like how my macro journey has evolved. And this is one of those things that I'm telling you this now because I wish I had learned these things sooner. Um, Not even, I guess, been more aware of these things sooner. So learned, been more aware, however you want to look at it. But I think it's important for um, you guys to hear these so that it's like, oh, like you can catch yourself in the moment with it because um, some of them... it. It will really, I think, change your view on how you look at things. So without getting like too all over the place, I'm just going to jump on in. Um, Before I get into that, if you are someone who is newer to tracking macros, maybe you're new to my podcast, welcome. Um, But I'm going to just go through like what macro counting is versus calorie counting and just kind of um, start from like the very ground floor. So when we're talking about macro tracking, it's essentially an advanced way of calorie counting. So you have your calorie goal, and that is broken down into protein, fat, and carbs, which are your three macronutrients. So those three things will make up your total calories. So when you're counting macros, you essentially have a goal for all three of those, um, which will total up to your total calorie goal. When you um, count macros, when people are like, well, what's the difference in counting macros versus me just counting calories then? Because I know you guys have heard me say this a billion times, calories are king when it comes to weight loss. Um, And I say weight loss. So when we're talking about the difference in weight loss and fat loss, obviously you want to target fat. You don't want to lose muscle when you're losing weight. Um, and you know, with weight loss, it could be a combination of tissue, muscle, water, fat, it can be all those things. So when we are counting macros, it puts an awareness and a focus on where our calories are coming from. And it allows us to focus on protein, which is the building block of muscle tissue. Um, so when we're focusing on protein, we make sure that we get that adequate amount in and it helps us to build muscle and it also helps us to sustain the muscle that we have. That way, while we're dieting, we are targeting fat versus losing our muscle as we are also um, like while we're losing weight. So Macro counting, um, that's one of the biggest differences is that um, it's the awareness of where your calories are coming from versus just, you know, it you tracking just calories. It helps with portion control. Um, it helps build balanced meals. So you can see like, again, where your calories are coming from when we're talking about, 
you know, do we have an adequate amount of protein, fat and carbs in each meal? So we're dispersing, um, we're building meals, um, and it just really helps you be aware of food choices, what things um, give you energy, what things make you feel good, what you digest well. Maybe if there's certain foods that help with satiety for you, maybe there's certain foods that you need to avoid because they either make you really sleepy or, you know, too many carbs in one meal. Um, or it might be that they just make you feel like shit. So again, uh, that's the biggest difference when we're talking about cal- counting calories versus counting macros. It's really the awareness. That's the the one key word I'll put on there. The awareness of where your calories are coming from. So fast forward to me starting counting macros in 2014. Um, it feels like an eternity ago because that was an eternity ago, but it was before it was trendy and before you saw like tons of stuff online and all the cool recipes and things um, and all the amazing resources that you see now. Um, so back then, I obviously, I still used my fitness pal and I still use it today, the free version, but it was very much... Um, I was playing a game, essentially, like I literally played macro Tetris. I was OCD and neurotic with it, where I felt like I needed to be, if my goal was 120 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs and 60 grams of fat, I felt like I needed to hit each of those like within one to two grams, which is insane. Um, And it just made for a lot of plugging and playing in my phone in terms of like pre-logging my food the day before. Um, if I had to eat off plan the next day or if somebody suggested like, hey, let's go eat out, it almost made me like psycho because I was like, I can't, I've already got my food logged, you know, or if somebody, it just was like, it led to tendencies with um, being just very hyper food focused, um, very black and white. So there was no gray in the area. I looked at food essentially as protein, fat, or carbs. Like there was no looking at um, like, oh, this meal is going to make me, you know, feel really good and full. Um, while I, I will say I prioritize like volume because when I first started tracking, it was during competition prep. So it was all about like I was very frugal <laughs> with how I spent my macros and my calories because Um, When you are on competition prep, essentially, or at some point, your calories will get pretty low just because they have to. You're dieting down to be like super lean. Um, And so you really have to like get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of the way you spend your calories. So it was very much, um, I was very frugal. I was did a lot of macro Tetris. I didn't really pay attention to how essentially like, the meals, I don't know how to say this. Um, it was more about getting <laughs> more food that I could eat versus like if it was something that I really wanted. Um, sometimes, and I ate a lot of the same foods, which I still do. I don't mind because um, I enjoy the foods I eat. But I gave myself very little variety. Um, I stuck with like a lot of the same things. I played macro Tetris where sometimes I would put the weirdest combinations of food together because I was trying to hit a number. Like if I was out of fat and only had carbs and maybe a couple grams of protein, I would like some of the stuff I put together, you guys, is not food that I would just like sit down and normally eat. I was literally doing it to hit a number. 
So um, while that served its purpose in that time, it also created some um, disordered eating tendencies, I should say. So and eventually I feel like that all of those things like being low calorie for competition prep, not reverse dieting properly after um, it led to binge eating for me for several years a lot of yo-yo dieting, a lot of gaining 15 to 20 pounds, struggling to lose it, losing it when I would diet for competition and then regaining it again very quickly. I did this for probably a good four or five years. Um, so after I got out of the competition world and I decided I was going to um, stop dieting for a whole year, I literally took a whole year where I had weight to lose, but I refused to go in a dieting phase because I needed to get my life together. It was just, I was so hyper food focused and everything was about plugging in, um, like my food the day before. Again, I was like during work functions and like dinners, I was packing meals and like avoiding social gatherings because I was afraid of, you know, eating off plan or eating something. It was just crazy. And so I really wanted to work on my relationship with food. So that's what I did for a year. I, um, reverse dieted, got to maintenance. And during that time, um, I actually lost weight in my reverse because in the first little bit of a reverse, you're in a calorie deficit while you're working up towards your maintenance. So I did lose weight initially in my reverse. Um, and then two, because I was actually consistent for the first time in forever. So the consistency with my reverse and like increasing the calories. Um, I was able to knock off a few pounds during the first part of my reverse. And then when I got to maintenance, I stayed there. Um, I probably reversed for, I don't know, it was probably about two months. And then I stayed at maintenance for eight to 10 months. Um, so I didn't diet at all during that time. And like I said, I did have weight that I wanted to lose. I wasn't super comfortable with the size that I was. But it was more important for me to fix what was going on in my mind and these disordered eating tendencies I had created and the way I was viewing food and the black and white mentality and just all of the crazy stuff I had formed, um, again, because I was counting macros but not using it in the best way. And so this is where I think you'll hear people say um, counting macros is bad, like, you you know, the people that get on that where they they call it, um, I don't know, I, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for, but you have these people that do not agree with it and they think it's a negative thing. And the reasons that I just explained is why it's looked at that way. Because if, if it is used in the way that I used it, um, it can be an absolute nightmare. So that's why I'm telling you this now, because I think the more flexible you are with it and with yourself and give yourself the gray areas versus the black and white, it will be something that you can use as a huge tool to help you later when you're not dieting or working towards a goal. Um, so macro counting should not be looked at as a life sentence. That's what I always say. Like you should use it as a means to an end when you're working towards a goal, whether that is a goal of getting to maintenance and you're focusing on building muscle. So you're making sure that your nutrition is sound, um, whether it's that you're working towards fat loss. So you're in a calorie deficit and you need to monitor your calories week over week so that you're making sure that you're, you know, adhering to um, being in a deficit 
while you're working towards fat loss. Um, and it, or it might be that you are in a surplus and you're um, just tracking protein while you're in the surplus so that you can make sure that that's where it needs to be. And you just know that you're eating in a surplus of calories because you want to build muscle in a surplus versus maintenance. So again, it's really used as the, as, or should be used as the means to an end when we're working towards a goal. Now, the other thing with um, macro counting, so I'm talking about like physique uh, type goals there when I listed all those off. There are other goals outside of physique-based goals that you can use macro counting for, which is what I did as well, which is working on your relationship with food. (laughs) So when you're counting macros and you're wanting to work on your relationship with food, um, this can be super helpful because, again, you're monitoring where your protein is hitting because you know, like we talked about, we want it to be at that adequate amount where um, we can either build muscle or sustain muscle or both. Um, But when you are working on your relationship with food and you're just being aware of where your calories are coming from, you can actually use that tool to see, okay, so now I'm learning balanced um, or what portion sizes are. So I can look at a piece of chicken when I go out to dinner and I know that when they bring that out on my plate, that's eight ounces, not four ounces, where some people, when they first start tracking food, they just, when they pull up my fitness pal, most of the recommendations that are in there are already pre-logged for four ounces. So they're like, oh, four ounces. And then they go out and eat dinner at a steakhouse and they actually get an eight ounce piece of chicken, but they don't know it because they have not tracked before. So they don't know portion sizes as far as eyeballing. And so they're actually eating double the amount of calories. Um, Also, looking at things like when you're putting a a plate of food together, maybe it's that you notice that at lunchtime, if you eat, you know, 50, 60 grams of carbs or so, that you end up super tired after. Um, And it might be, okay, so I I know when I eat these types of foods or if I eat carb heavy at this time, it's going to make me really tired. Um, It might be that you notice that when you eat more fat and protein in your breakfast, that it helps hold you over um, longer throughout the day or more fat in a meal helps with satiety. So you stay full longer. Same thing with like fiber. So again, these are all things that you learn while you're tracking macros. And this is really how it should be used. And I wish that I would have used it when I first started versus just using it as a game like Macro Tetris, plug and play just to hit these numbers and not really paying attention to all of the other things going on outside of that, like how the foods were making me feel, what was um, helping with satiety, what was helping with energy, what was helping with digestion. So I'm telling you all of these things now because I want it to be something on the forefront of your mind when you're um, using macros And again, I wish I would have, when I first started, that I was more um, just focused on the calorie amount and protein. While, yes, during competition prep, you have to, like, things have to be completely dialed in. So there's a reason for everything. So, like, counting each specific macro, like, serves its place there. But when I was, when I eventually did reverse and go to maintenance and I wasn't um, competing or I was in, like, off-season, I wish that I would have been more flexible and just counted protein and calories because, again, like for general population, that works. If you're not a competitor or have some like um, sport that you're in or whatever where you have to like really get specific with the macros, just counting protein and calories is perfect. Um, so, again, I wish I knew that sooner. I It was 
you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I'm here telling you guys all of these things now. So make sure that um, you're really keeping these in the forefront of your mind when when you're tracking, whether you've been tracking for years and you're just now realizing like, hey, I do that too. I, you know, I'm totally using this um, in a way that it could make me neurotic or maybe it already is. Um, or if you're somebody that's brand new, I cannot advise you enough to really pay attention to these things now because it will just help you later on when you're not tracking macros and you're eating more intuitively. Um, it will help you know how to build a balanced plate because you've learned these things. It, it will help you um, in terms of knowing what's going to make you feel the best, you know, without having to weigh and measure everything. You're going to know portion sizes. So again, these are all little things um, that sound so minor, but they will help you literally so much later in life so that you're not, you know, having to track every single thing you put in your mouth. Um, so I hope this one's helpful. I know that it will be. I know there are tons of you out there that are just like I was when I first started. So I hope this finds you at the perfect time. Um, if it does, please share it with a friend. You guys know I always appreciate when you share the podcast. That is how it grows. Um, but thank you guys again for tuning in. Reminder that the DIY closes tonight. That's linked in the description. But I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.